guys, what's up? Welcome to yet another episode of Action Movie Anatomy. We will be covering the classic film Cliffhanger today. This is super exciting. We've got some awesome guests. Hang out with us while we break the episode down. We'll see you guys in just one second. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Action Movie Anatomy. Boom! What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. I hope you're hanging on to the edge of your seat. Wow. Hanging on to a cliff right now. This is Action Movie Anatomy on the Popcorn Talk Network, the online broadcast network dedicated to talking movies and all things movie-related, and this is Action Movie Anatomy. Episode, like, 65 or something. Or yeah, I think it's 65 now. Right in that range. We have special guests! We do. I don't care about you. I, I care about them! I'm always hey. here. Hey, guys. Uh, yeah, guys. So, uh, I'm Ben Bateman. I'm your host, and this is Brianne of Tarth. Brianne That's right. The, uh, one of the two hosts of the Six Degrees of Feature Film podcast, which we have been lucky enough to guest on. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. You know, I took a break from Game of Thrones, so here I am. Yeah. Okay. Here um, we are. Yeah. At Miss Movies on Twitter. That's where you could find me if and you want to. Thank you. And skipping the all-purple <laughs> Andrew guy, who we'll get back to in just one second, we have the other half of the podcast. We have Stacey Howard in the house. Hey, guys. Hey. Thank you so much for having me. This is so exciting. I can't wait to talk cliffhanger. Like, right. I'm so, so pumped about this. Are you cruising me right now? I kind of feel like you're cruising me right now. A little bit. <laughs> I cannot A wait. little bit. I, I cannot wait. wait. It's so exciting. It's going to be, it's so gonna be great. It's happening. Yeah. <laughs> it's happening. Uh, I love it. Andrew, my co-host, co-competitor on the show we just Oh, taped, yeah. Thanks and, for having uh, me today. <laughs> appreciate it. Where can the folks find you? Uh, you guys can find me at Andrew Guy on Instagram and Twitter. And guys, if you want to find me, I am Ben Bateman Media on Twitter and Instagram. This goes back a little bit. We came on the show with you guys, and we talked about mm-hmm. Cliffhanger on that show. Yeah. And uh, we've been just waiting. We've been sandbagging this one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We've been sandbagging this one, We've Tucker. been sandbagging this one, Crystal. <laughs> we've been hanging in there for you, so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad. Yeah. That's good. I love yeah, all these puns. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah. I'm enjoying it's it. the best. We're only a couple <laughs> minutes in. We're only a couple minutes in. Pace it's a little ourselves. rocky. It's okay. It's okay. Oh, 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 oh. We're going to lose our jobs by the end of this episode. <laughs> They're better looking and funnier than you guys. Yeah, right. I'm sorry. <laughs> we sure try. Uh, so, guys, this is Cliffhanger. We do action movies on this show. This pretty much pertains to the rules kind of a little bit. A little bit. Uh, almost. Rule number one is that the hero always plays by their own rules. I mean, Stallone, he like 100% always plays by his own rules, even if he's trying not to. Even like Stop My Mom Will Shoot or like... Any of those movies. He's like, not he, playing by his mom's rules. No, definitely. No, no. Uh, rule number two, the hero and the villain are always the smartest people in the room, Tucker. Uh, I think uh, <laughs> Stallone and Lithgow are definitely the smartest people in the room, 100%. Yes, um, or in the mountain. In the on the mountain. 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 Sometimes in the mountain. Yes. Sometimes inside. Sometimes yeah. underneath. Sometimes some sort of water bats. feature. Uh, yeah. I, don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. As a quick break between <laughs> rules two and three, for those of you on audio who are like, are you guys just doing Tavington from the Patriots voice over and over again? They are remarkably similar. <laughs> damn and him. Voices, yeah, damn that man. Damn that man. Uh, rule number three, the movie is driven by a police, military, <laughs> or political figure. Um... He's none of those things. But he worked for the state. Yeah. yeah. He's a state worker. Like, well, yes. we have police, military, political, or mercenary, so like... Political. Or he can work for the man or be the man. He does work for the Wildlife Administration. That's yeah. true. Yeah. 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 He could mm-hmm. work for the man, so I guess that, that does count. Look, as we made these rules so that we could break them yeah. and just yeah. legitimize new ones every week. Right. Do taking a vellum, one, two, three. Taking a vellum, one, two, three. Yeah, exactly. Um, and rule number four, the movie contains a minimum of one explosion. Uh, there's oh, yes. definitely some 1993 C4 in this movie. Yes, yes. there is. Which yes. is a, it's a hallmark of that era. So. And silent 
silencers. Yeah. My favorite thing is in the very beginning, after he like shoots the guys in the plane, he, yeah. he like shoots like seven or eight shots. Yeah. Then the, the pilot leans over with the silencer and kills the other pilot. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's like, it's so nonchalant. It's, it's yeah. like oh. I'm just gonna do this now. All right, I'm Chum. done. And it's so inconvenient. <laughs> like they had it planned out. He was gonna kill all of them and then he was gonna shoot the pilot. He's got a sight like this thing's probably this long yeah. in his pants. <laughs> are we missing are we missing uh, the third hallmark of nineteen nineties movies is red dot lasers? We have yeah. C four and silencers. I don't think there's any red dot lasers don't in this movie. So. There's no, no red dot la- lasers or gratuitous nudity. So, so okay. We're yeah. missing a little bit. Yeah. Which is kind bit. of awesome. Yeah. Like, the women are not portrayed as they would be today. Which exactly. Which I'm thankful for. Yeah. I liked that. They didn't Thanks. romanticize anyone's relationship really or, like, sexualize anyone. No. You know, like, they're just, they're just a job on the mountain do. kicking ass. Yeah, there's some they're love, there. but there's no there's sexual yeah, tension, yeah. really. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, excellent, guys. So that is the four rules of action movie anatomy. And then the sort of unofficial rules the movies were made after 1981 which, you know, the, the further and further from 81 we get, the more and more it's going to be difficult to find a movie before that that actually does qualify. So right. I think it's kind of just like, we, we almost, I don't think we've ever broken it, but we never really tried to break it, so. No, 87 sure. is like the earliest, or 85, I, I think. think. Did we go back to 80, 85 maybe, maybe you're right. Rambo? Yeah, yeah. Rambo and, Ram, and Rocky, Rocky 5, Rocky 4, the same year. Incredible. Yeah. $700 million. Yeah, when we get into star profiles and like production for this, like That's crazy. Stallone is just crushing it. Yeah, yeah. just crushed it the previous decade. Um, all right, guys, so uh, we are going to queue up the trailer for Cliffhanger, 1993. Have you guys seen this trailer? I love that when you I were... I haven't seen the trailer, no. I I've seen the movie several times, not the trailer. This is a bizarre trailer. Yeah. Really? It shows okay. a lot. I'm yeah. excited. Okay. Well, I love that you turned it on, and I was like, are you watching a trailer? Because <laughs> the music. Oh, I was like, this must be a fan-made trailer or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, is this happening? <laughs> there's, no, there's no words. <laughs> That's the best part, though. I love it. But you see the entire film. I mean, you yeah. do. I mean, this is intense music. Look at how many buckles he has. It's perfect. This is like Stallone being really artistic. Yeah. 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 And then we're like, going to come up on the side of the like, mountain, <laughs> and then we're going to pan the fuck out. <laughs> that guy's just straight evil. He is. Yeah, he oh, is. my gosh. What's his name? Kainite? Kainite? Yeah. Kainite? Like, he even, In like, the movie? He even, they even give him, like, oh. the extra... <laughs> there she is. They give him, like, the They're extra line down, like, of, like, the last thing he says before he dies is, like, a rapey line. Yeah. They, like, really, mm. they take it there, right? He's, like, yes. already really evil, and then he, like, says that, and you're like, oh, you have to die. Yeah. Now, now yeah. you're definitely going to die in a bad way. Yeah. Oh, we'll get to that. Yeah. We will get to that. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that part. Stallone. That's there's no, There's no word. This is so crazy. Yeah. What is happening? This Why is like... Stallone decides that he has to take his shirt off to be on the ice? <laughs> I don't Not know. Not really sure. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I guess this is one of my favorite parts. That's, that's one of the best. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to just ski down this mountain on someone. Lithgow jumps out of the sideways helicopter that's been upside down. Yeah. Just like, we're just going to keep fighting. Like, yeah. <laughs> Stick around. I love that line. No bullets, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Rooker. Completely irrelevant in this film. Rooker? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Oh, yeah, totally. Totally. Hang on. Hang on. They oh. cut this out of the film. I watched the that. I watched the special features. They cut that out of the film because they thought it was too fantastical. Jump was insane. It was forty. <laughs> it was forty feet. They said, but then in speed, the bus jumps fifty feet, and that's a push. So it's like, like, no man can jump forty feet. Stallone's like, look, I actually trained for the stunt. I did the forty feet, but uh, forty-five for long jump. Uh, wow. So that trailer is. That's. I mean, that's all I can say is just wow. Unbelievable. It's right? pretty epic. It's beautiful. There's not one word. That's that's so against the tradition. 
traditional trailer. <laughs> yeah, you don't even get to use any of the trailer voices. I want to see more of that. Right. I want right? to see more just musical. Just, just the trailers. whole movie, just like well, that. Well, the whole entire film. <laughs> Thank like, you. Like what would like what would the trailer voice sound like if it was going to be like two men trapped on a mountain? This with, summer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> two men against the odds. They should have just mixed it in with the music. Two men! <laughs> just like words every now and then. Singing like a Latin uh, Yeah, guys, so that is uh, the trailer for Cliffhanger. Rather than doing action movie tagline today, which which did sound fun. It did. Uh, we're going to be introducing a brand new game, one that we haven't actually done yet. I think we've just talked about it. We have it. mentioned it. Yeah, but we haven't done it yet. So this is the name game. This is uh, Each of us has to come up with an alternative title for the movie Cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Um... And I'm gonna start with I'm gonna start I'm gonna start here. <laughs> Trapped <laughs> over ice. Oh, that's Trapped. nice. That's nice. That's nice. I like that. Ice. I like that a lot. All right. Over mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Sounds okay. Like a good drink, a good beverage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going uh, cliff hard. Cliff oh, hard. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Good. Yeah. brilliant. You know, die hard, cliff hard. Uh, yeah, no, I got good. the reference. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I you know, understand. For the folks at home that aren't watching, I'm just kidding. People at home that don't know movies. Uh, I'm kind of bummed because mine's in the trailer. I didn't see the trailer before. Hang on. Oh, man. Hang on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was my. That was mine before. <sighs> and it's on the poster. There is a. Is there's it? a few different posters for Cliffhanger, and one of them is just Hang On, and that's kind of like one that's a little more exclusive. You can't get that as much. There you go, guys. Really, I'm really nice work, Andrew. Very, very unoriginal. <laughs> I just took the words from the trailer and the poster. Cool. It still works. It still works. Yeah. Mine would just be stalactite death. With <laughs> <So laughs> tight. that's the best part of the movie for me. It's so incredible because I knew when they entered that cave and they're starting to fight, I was like, "He's gonna die by a stalactite." I know stalactite. he's gonna lift him up and like pierce him. I know it's gonna happen, and I was just impale him. Thank you. And I was just waiting for it the entire time, and it happened, and it was so satisfying. I'm so glad you were used the word stalactite because last night yes. when I was watching, it, I was like, "God, what's the word?" Is it stalactite or stalagmite? Stalagmite is below. Stalactite is from above. Yeah, so, I don't so know if that's true. Are, I might have made it, it up, is but true. it sounds that is right. True. So. You guys are a lot smarter. I was gonna be like rocksicle. You could also <laughs> you could dies also. by ice rod. <laughs> yeah, exactly, ice rod. Uh, my last choice was Death Peak, but oh, um, nice, ooh, I actually nice. think that might be we the best. Also, yeah, Death Peak. I like Death, Death Peak. Peak. We could also go with Rocky. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> brilliant. Perfect. Uh, like Rocky like Rocky Winter, maybe? No. Rocky gets Rocky yeah. Yeah. this yeah. summer. Something like that. Uh, so, guys, that is going to be the name game. Let's move on to thesis statement. And for those of you that have watched this show or listened to the show, you know the thesis statement is the part of the show. Actually, I want to just apologize for them quickly because there was a comment. Yeah, I was actually going to address this as well. On YouTube that uh, we actually responded to. But the comment was something to the effect of, you guys waste too much time explaining the games every single show to the mm-hmm. audience. What I have to say to that is, the show's like an hour and ten minutes. We probably spend like three minutes at tops explaining the games. But every single episode has to be treated as a brand new episode. Yeah. What if the first time you're ever watching the show and I'm like, thesis statement, you have no idea what it is. Yeah, someone so, writes a book when they just needed a line. Yeah, yes. you know exactly. It's very confusing. So thesis statement is the part of the show where we come up with a bold statement, something that is definitive, the greatest this, the first this, the only this. Should never be like this is my favorite Stallone movie. This it's is the coolest be... rock in a movie. Yeah, yeah. it's got it's just the coolest stalactite in a movie. <laughs> it's got to be something really, really good uh, that that is strong, kind of rooted in hyperbole almost. Uh, and you're going to kind of defend it all throughout the game. So I'm going to start on that side of the table, Stacy Howard. What do you got? Okay, so cliffhanger is to rock climbing what Rocky is to boxing, what Bring It On is to cheerleading, okay. what Mighty Ducks is to peewee hockey. It is that sports movie. Sweet. So if you are like a, a rock climber yeah. and you're like, there's not, you know, I haven't seen my genre, my, my love, my passion represented on screen, that's your fucking movie. You have Cliffhanger. 
That's and good. it's amazing. Right. There you go. You get to live by cliffhanger. <laughs> yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, you never been rock climbing? Just watch this movie with me real quick. Then you kind of get an idea of what it's like. Yeah. This uh, is my life. <laughs> rock climbers like all sit around like, oh yeah, that's like that scene from Cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> the one time we dropped her. Uh, <laughs> the one time when my friend died. Just like Cliffhanger. Oh yeah, that's like 48 minutes into Cliffhanger. Yeah. That. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and jump on that and completely disagree with you, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> because mine is that Cliffhanger is the most... Like, it had nothing to do with the movie. This movie could have been anywhere. It could have been on the moon. It could have been uh, in a cave. It could have been on a, in a building. It didn't matter that he was a cliffhanger throughout the whole <gasps> film. It's Just like you could have had a helicopter drive into a building. You could have any of this stuff going on in any other scenario. The cliffhanging and the rock climbing really didn't come into play after the first ten minutes of the movie. I mean, there's the one part where he has to scale the wall. Right. It's like ten feet up. Yeah. That's but- it. No, I mean, he, like, climbs, but you're also just, like, yeah. you could have written this whole movie without any climbing. None. It didn't actually need to be that way whatsoever. It was just, like, what is a new place we can take? Oh, I know. A mountain. Yeah. What does people do? Oh, they climb. And Cliffhanger. St- and Stallone was probably, like, I got this idea for the opening scene. I wrote this <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah. All right, so mine is, this is the best movie inspired by Die Hard. Because this is Die Hard on a mountain. It is. Right? Let me go through the others that are Die Hard inspired. I'm sure you're going to enjoy what these are. Okay. Uh, Die Hard on the President's Plane is Air Force One. Right. Mm-hmm. In a Tunnel is Daylight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the White House is White House Down or Olympus Has Fallen. Which is yep. also just the same. Yeah, yeah, same, yeah. Thing. same thing. Same <laughs> on a Bus is Speed. Yes. Mm-hmm. In a Mall is Paul Blart Mall Cop. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> on a Boat is Speed 2. Yeah. On another boat is Under Siege. Love that movie. In a rink is sudden death. On a train is under siege too. Yes, you got it. In a plane is passenger fifty seven. Yeah. In another plane is executive decision. And in in a plane with snakes. Snakes on a plane. plane. There you go. Now I do have to say I did pull this from uh, Honest Trailers. They did Die Hard, and then they went through all the other Die Hard incarnations. Mm -hmm. So. I, that is not all original to myself. It is. Own it. It's yours. It's, it's yours. mine now. <laughs> <laughs> of, of all of those movies, the only one that is better than Cliffhanger? Speed. Um, what about Die Hard? <gasps> Die Hard Air Force One and Speed. Die Hard Air Force One and Speed. Those are the three. Yep. That jumped out at me. I, I just saw... I saw Speed at Hollywood Forever Cemetery. Yeah, on Saturday, right? Oh, it was was great. It was so incredible. And they had all these, like, amazing 90s hip-hop songs as, like, the playlist before. So I was just listening to, like, Bone Thugs and Harmony for three hours. It was pretty sweet. It was great. 90s hip-hop songs, like, perhaps the songs that play in Demolition Man in the scene where Wesley Snipes is, like, getting down. Absolutely. Yeah. I was getting down myself, you know, getting my little Wesley Snipes Stacey Howard getting her freak on. What? Yeah. Is your thesis? I gotta know. My thesis statement is: 1993 is the most deceptively successful year of Sylvester Stallone's career, as oh. evidenced by the financial success of Demolition Man and Cliffhanger. But the critical failure of those movies and the fact that his career proceeded to tank after that. Um, so, unfortunately, Rocky IV and Rambo II, which were like the gigantic financial hits, were 1985. Yeah, this is eight years later. Rocky V had come out three years prior. And despite the fact that these two movies made a lot of money, it had already been several years since Stallone had had like a real critical hit. This is the this is the section of his career where he's doing, and this we'll get to in just a second. But 
he's doing Oscar, Rocky Five, Stop My Mom Will Shoot, Assassins. Like, he just starts to really kind of go down this, like... So, I will defend Oscar. Yeah. Oscar <laughs> is dead, guys. Even, even, I mean, Daylight was a relevant movie a few years later, but Daylight's not a hit. What is your actual thesis? Again? 1993 is the most deceptively successful career, year of his career. Right, because you think he's going off a cliff when he just made a bunch of money. If you look at... I mean, this was the 10th highest grossing movie of the year. If you look, yeah. at, the, if you look at the box office receipts of 1993, you'd go, oh, Demolition Man, Cliffhanger. Sylvester yeah. Stallone's killing it. And then, like, in retrospect, Demolition Man's, like, a fringe cult classic. Uh, not in the way that, like, Fifth Element's a fringe cult no, classic. No, it's, it's like much a more laughable. very bad movie that's yeah. entertaining to watch. <laughs> Cliffhanger also is, like, very entertaining, but, like, not considered a classic by people in the same no, way that, no. like, Rocky, the Rocky movies are, or, like, Rambo's, the first two are. So I just think, like, when you look at his career, 1993 is the year where people were like, he was still killing it in 93. You're like, no, not really. But it's just kind of a ruse. It's like a clever ruse by the box office receipts. Yeah, like he's making money, but this is this is like he's, it's the beginning of the end for his career as leading man. I think it's dead center in the end. Yeah, I think, I think it's you're just right. Like, that's what my point is: is that if you just go by numbers, it looks like it's not the end. But I think for him, his star had already kind of done this. Yeah. And now Spy Kids 3D. Yeah, I mean, and then he, and then he found, <laughs> he found the Fountain of Youth by making. You know, Rocky, inspiring another Rocky movie. And the Expendables, like just banking on that. Another Mm -hmm. Rambo, just like kept it alive, so. More power to you, Sylvester. All right, guys, so the next thing that we're going to get into, guys, is the fist pump moment. That is that moment when you're sitting around, you're watching the movie, and something happens. Something that just sparks a fire inside of you. You look around, you're like, you guys seen this? You You pick up your phone. Hey, Ben, Ben. Yeah. Turn on cliffhanger. Go to sixty-two minutes and thirty-seven seconds in. I'm eating dinner. Right I, don't care. I, I don't, don't care. I don't care. You okay, 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 okay. Go. Good. Leave. Yeah, that is the moment. It's something that happens. Sweet. It could be, could be anything. It could be a, a, a touching moment between a father and son. Could be the music from Terminator Two. <laughs> could be a phone call. <laughs> in taking uh, a pellet. I can't. I we we only. I can only get a half gallon. I can't get a full gallon. <laughs> Tell them one, two, three. Classic. Uh, that is Fist Pump Moment, guys. So we want to know what your Fist Pump are as well. You can follow along in the conversation at AMA Podcast, of course, is the uh, the Action Movie Anatomy Twitter and our personal Twitters. Any one of the four of us, you can tweet at us. Um, I'm just going to jump in because I remember seeing this movie in 93 in theaters. Really? I do. You were wow. five. I distinctly remember seeing this movie. It's just like stuck <laughs> with me my whole life. <laughs> the opening scene is is the, the whole build up to the glove and the fall, which yeah. I swear to you is basically, I'm sure that's how the movie got pitched. I have this idea for a scene. It's got to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just remember watching it in theaters and like, it terrified me. Like I didn't remember most of the rest of this movie, to be honest with you. Yeah. Like it had been so long since I had seen it, but I remember that scene distinctly. I remember the look on her face. I remember that the guy's pissed. I didn't even remember if it was Lithgow or Rooker who loses the girl at the right. beginning until rewatching the movie. But that one scene has always stuck with me when I was watching it again this time. It was just totally like, this is such like a 90s movie. Like, it's like, it was, we're leaving, like I was hoping we're still on for dinner. You're like, you're so dead. You're so dead. I know, it's like, <laughs> hope we're still on for dinner. And don't forget my nephew's christening. And my dry cleaning needs to be picked up tomorrow. But we'll get to that. Like, it was just, when she said, I laugh, I like pause the movie and rewound it. it. I mean, just everything from the credits until the end of that opening scene. Just because, like, Stallone, he's just hanging actually upside down from rocks on, like, a cliff. Like, it's shit that's actually pretty much impossible to do. Just, like, hanging with one hand. death warrant. I'm just hanging out. That's the best. That's the best. I'm just hanging out. So that's my fist Now, when you were a kid, did you see the uh, stuffed animal fall and think, oh, no, that's stuffed animal, or, oh, no, that's foreshadowing of what's going to happen in just a a few seconds? Uh, I just, I think I just, all all the imagery, I remember the animal falling. When I I had thought back to it, I I thought there was maybe a kid involved because the animal, I guess. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Maybe, like, she had, like, a... 
a baby on her back or something? You just try to kill <laughs> a child? Are you trying? I was going to say she's <laughs> pregnant, but I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> and don't forget, we have to go in for an ultrasound next week. <laughs> don't forget my prenatal vitamins. <laughs> So that's my thesis there. Uh, so let's start. Let's start right here. What What is your fist pump? Okay, um, I like the beginning scene, especially because you see it parodied in Ace Ventura: Nature Calls when Nature Calls. Oh as my well. god, it totally. Yeah. Is. I think also in um, uh, Spy Hard, right? Leslie yeah. Nielsen. Yep. He's got the yeah. rubber arm that's stretching down. <laughs> yeah. 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 I love those. Movies. But I like the botched money transfer from plane to plane. Yeah, yeah. And mm. the person that comes across from the planes. That was like the biggest stunt ever performed. They couldn't get insurance for it. It cost over a million dollars to do. They were filming this in Italy. They couldn't do that particular scene in Italy because Italy was like, that's illegal. Someone's you can't die. do it. Yeah. Someone will die. Sylvester Stallone took a pay cut so they could actually get like enough money to pay for this stunt. They had to go back to the United States to do it. And they did it, and they were successful. And holy crap. Yeah, I, I, was... I can't. It's, it blows my mind that someone put their life on the line for art. It was one of those moments in movies <laughs> where you're watching it and you're like, is that real? Yeah, right. Is that real? And that's real. You know, like, I was like, yeah. holy shit. You know, this is 1993. Because 96, they did this, something similar in Air Force One. Yeah. Right? The, the people transfer, that whole thing. And then I think, again, in Dark Knight, you get something similar. Exactly. This is 93. Yeah. This is groundbreaking stuff. Stallone is always doing groundbreaking stuff. I think they were in the Guinness Book of World Records for the world's costliest stunt in yes. a movie, right? For Correct. that scene. Yeah. Exactly. For a long time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before mm-hmm. movies started costing like $400 million. Right. Yeah. This is true. And only grossing like $87 million. That wasn't yeah. the only time that Stallone took a pay cut for it. For this particular film, he also took a pay cut because it, when they screened it for people, they didn't like that a rabbit dies, like a rabbit gets Ugh. shot. And no. so he like took a cut to like have it reshot so that way the rabbit would get away. Cost $100,000 <laughs> to do that. $100,000 $100, for that rabbit's that. life. Out of his own money. Yeah. There's not many people that pay $100,000 for my life right now. <laughs> $100,000, same cost that Cruz spent on the rap party for Edge of Tomorrow that he didn't attend because he had reshoots he had to do. Whoa. That's right. That's mere ch- Always got to talk about Cruz. <laughs> Always Cruz. All right. My fist pump moment is with the stalactite. It's when he picks him oh, up, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and they both look at it really quick. That was my moment. It was when they both look at it, because the look on the guy's face is like, oh, fuck. And then yeah. the look on Sloan's face is like, fuck, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was watching that, and then he just, oh, he gets so owned, and you know I'm a huge advocate for a great villain. That guy is the most evil person in this movie, yeah. and he has the most grisly death. I think, um, yes, I think like it was probably like Stallone sitting there like watching Predator, and it's the scene where Schwarzenegger cuts the rope and lifts the car and does something really strong, yeah. so I was like, uh, I gotta just do the strongest movie. Let's just kill a guy. Let's like let's bench press a dude over my head. Yeah. Slam in the selector. Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger calls him. Good job, Sly. He's <laughs> taking after me. Yeah. Do you right, even lift, bro? I yeah, you. I lift. I lift people up over yeah. my head. Um, so my fist pump moment for this movie. I love that all the deaths in this movie, despite the fact that most of the bad guys have guns, rarely people are killed by guns in yeah. the movie. It's all by, like, Mother Nature. Like, Mother right. Nature is a bitch in this movie. Yeah. Like, she... Um, I mean, people are killed by the skiing scene, like freezer burn, basically, right. on his face. That would be so painful. <laughs> yeah, painful. there's the stalactite. There's, I think someone is, like, cut by one of the one of their little booties, yeah. you know, with the knife on the boot. So, like, mm-hmm. everything is kind of like, how can we kill them without using normal methods? Let's use, right. like, the mountain. Soccer right. kick him. Yeah, death. soccer yeah. kick him. Yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah. Season's over. Yeah, so that's... <laughs> that guy was pretty evil, too. He was, yeah. he was. Everyone was pretty evil. But, yeah, that was, that was my fuck yeah moment. 
moment was yeah. like, it's, I mean, Mother Nature's going to get you. Did you, you know? think that originally in the script it was like he actually said, I, I like I used to play football, I was a hell of a striker, but then they were like, American people are too dumb. They wouldn't know that football is not American football. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nobody nobody who was a striker and played in like England calls it football. Yeah. Or yeah. Calls, it, calls it soccer. Calls it no. Yeah, football. they all call it football. Of course. Yeah. I was like, yeah. that's, that's false. That's for America. Because <laughs> we're American. Yeah. I was like, I don't believe it. Yeah. So anyway, that uh, that's our that's our this uh, one moment. What's yours? Mm-hmm. I said mine, I started with it. The opening scene. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just yeah. it was so stupid. No, yeah. I'm just <laughs> it's my fault. My fault. Yeah. Um, I also really like the scene where um, the other one is where she's she's falling and Stallone grabs her and it just like cuts to his neck and his neck is like, like 19 <laughs> veins. <laughs> it's just like it looks like his bicep. His neck has like become his bicep. Wouldn't you want to be in a movie that like just purely showcases your your physique? Oh yeah. Like like if you were in that I mean I wouldn't right now. You God, everything no. Sloan ever was in. <laughs> yeah, like everything that Arnold and Sloan did back in the day was just like how jack can I look on screen while I'm doing something? Oh yeah. Anything. Yes. This is why he had to take his shirt off under the water. Right. Yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> you, what do you mean I don't have a shirt this scene yeah. yet? This is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I think like from a from like Stallone like will always lose the Schwarzenegger and like the Jack standpoint, yeah. just because like I mean, Schwarzenegger was Mr. Olympia, seven time, Mm -hmm. perfect body, but, uh... Calm down. (laughs) But, I mean, Dutch, like, you can't argue with Dutch, you know? Right. Um, so, uh, anyway, let's get into Star Profiles, guys. Let's break down some shit. Um, Sylvester Stallone, I started to kind of allude to this with my thesis thesis statement, but this was, like, a very strange transition part of his career. Um, 1990, he does Rocky V, which is a pretty big flop. See that picture I pulled? It's pretty great, it's right? very good. <laughs> oh, it looks beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Rocky V is renowned as the worst Rocky movie until Rocky Balboa came out. Yeah. Oh, uh, no, no, no. Rock- Wait, oh, no, Rocky Balboa is better. Rocky yes. V is the worst, hands down. By far. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, people like Balboa a lot. Yeah, they Balboa, do. Balboa, like, I think Balboa usually slots in, like, somewhere around fourth it's or like fifth third on the list. Of, yeah, yeah, um, But, uh, and then you have Oscar, 91, which, uh, as Love you Oscar? said. Oscar? <laughs> yeah. Great movie, great film. Yeah. And Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. And... I remember being a kid yeah. in the video store and being like, Mom, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, what do you mean? It looks funny. I'm like, why is he in this movie? Like, literally, like, eight years old. Is that Just, Estelle Getty? She's yeah. Okay. Yeah, who I love to death. Oh, Golden Girls. Yeah. Come on. Come right. on. Yeah, I mean, and then, like, it's the next, it's like the next stretch of his career. Like I said, it's like Assassins, and it's, he does do Copland in 98, which right. is really good. It is actually very good. But that's, like, very much playing against type for him. That's not, like, it's a normal. much more dramatic. Yeah, he doesn't, he didn't really get a lot of movies like that. I mean, Daylight in 96 was, like, Kind of a hit, like sort of, mm-hmm. but oh, I mean, so it was so bad. Daylight, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> daylight. Uh, you know who's in daylight that people forget is that Vigo Mortensen's in daylight. I love Vigo. Yeah. He pops up all over the place in the early nineties. Yeah, and yeah. Stallone's son Sage. Oh really? Oh really? Yeah. Oh. oh yeah yeah yeah. I actually remember reading that or seeing mm-hmm. that. Is it also him in Rocky Five? No, it's, it's not. One it. In one of the Rockies, I think he's a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So that's, like, definitely a a pretty interesting part of his career. I mean, with all, like, like Sylvester, like, Stallone and Schwarzenegger, the argument was always, you know, who who had the greater body of work? And I think it's... Mm -hmm. It's difficult to argue for Stallone because Schwarzenegger. Stop it! Right there. <laughs> I know, I was thinking body. that too. Yeah. <laughs> really? Because <laughs> Schwarzenegger did. He did so many hits as well as the Terminator franchise. Mm-hmm. And the thing is with Stallone, the reason I think he kind of like loses the fight is because there was this part of Stallone that always wanted to be taken seriously as an artist. Yeah. In a way that Schwarzenegger yes. never really seemed to care much about. Right. Stallone wanted to, to sing. He wanted to do comedies. He wanted to write his own stuff. He, you know what I mean? Like because I think he was a writer first. Yeah. So he yeah, was. Yeah. He, yeah. He'd written basically every movie he'd been in up to this point, which is why. I was going to say on paper Stallone is actually probably more successful than Schwarzenegger up to this point 
Whereas right. in the in the uh, in the public eye, it was clearly in Schwarzenegger's favor. But the fact that he'd written yeah every single movie that he all the Rockies, all the Rambo's, Cobra, everything, I think monetarily and in production wise, like he was definitely because ninety three like first place. Yeah, because ninety three like there's a few like if you look at that next stretch of ninety three to say like two thousand, I think so. So Schwarzenegger does. Uh, Rise of the Machines in 03, I think. And, and maybe Collateral Damage. <laughs> he ate the schnitzel in like 2002, maybe. Um, but that next decade, basically, where Schwarzenegger does True Lies the year after this, mm-hmm. he was Schwartz, uh, uh, Mr. Freeze in 96. <laughs> yeah, he, does, he does Eraser. I mean, he's in The Sixth Day. Yeah. He's in like, he's just in a bunch Jingle of movies. Jingle All the Way. Jingle yeah. All the Way. Jingle All the Way. Yes. He was in a lot of movies that did pretty well in the 90s. Um, True Lies probably being the biggest success after this year. I think that's where he really takes his he takes over. Yeah, big time. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that uh, that is that period of Stallone's career. Then you look at Lithgow, which is interesting because it's so funny. Growing up, when I grew up and watching Third Rock from the Sun, yeah, yeah. Lithgow was never a bad guy for me. No, but yeah. he's only been a bad guy. Basically, I mean, all three of these movies, uh, Raising Cain, at Play in the Fields of the Lord, and Ricochet. Which I used to have a gym teacher that would say ricochet, and it like I still to this day every time I see ricochet dress, I was like, "Where's the other R?" Anyway, he's a bad guy in all of these, and he's a great bad guy. I've seen ricochet. I've never seen raising cane or at play in the fields of the Lord. It's just it's one of those things that you forget how awesome Lithgow is at being a bad guy. Yeah, if if you grew up in the nineties, and then after. It was like Dexter made you be like, "Oh yeah, he's great." Dexter. He's 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 terrifying. He's really good in season four. Um, I remember watching like Harry and the Hendersons would be on sometimes. That's like one of the Lithgow things I always remember. Oh yeah, uh, I don't remember that. Yeah. So, do you guys have any like resound like anything from Lithgow and his body yeah. work that? Yeah. Well, I mean, I I'm in the same boat. Like, I really only noticed him from Third Rock from the Sun, so I assumed he did comedy and then. Um, my sisters were like, no, that guy wasn't Footloose. He was dead. Yeah. Was yeah. Footloose. He's he like was evil such creature an asshole. Dad. Yeah. It's crazy with Cranston and Lithgow. Oh, yeah. Big they, time. they were just like such jokes on TV, and then they are actually incredible dramatic actors. I will say that through and through, Lithgow's the best part of this movie. Through. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. And that accent. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. His yeah. accent was beautiful. I feel like he was trying to do an impression of Hans Gruber in yeah. Die Hard. Totally, totally like he was. was. He was trying to be, yeah. you know, Hans Gruber on a mountain. Um, <laughs> and I was in. I was there for it. I was living yeah. for it. I was like, yes, yeah. this is amazing. Uh, uh, so getting into uh, production development here, we, we already talked about it a little bit. Uh, this movie was written by Sylvester Stallone and Michael France. Um, there's not a whole lot about Michael France out there, but I, I did want to talk about Stallone really quick because... He'd written Rockies 1 through 5. He'd written The Rambos. He'd written Over the Top, Cobra, Rhinestone. This <laughs> yes. Is, Rhinestone. And he'd already <laughs> been... Dolly Parton. Yeah, right? Dolly fucking Parton. I love I him. feel like he was just wanted to hang out with Dolly Parton. He's like, I'm going to write a movie he with... Said yeah. she, she was good as Jill Magnolia, she, so he, she, she's pretty legit. <laughs> he sang. He actually sang in Rhinestone, and, and Dolly Parton wrote terrible. all the songs. Right. And she actually will comment and say, you know what? That was a terrible movie, but that's some of the best songs I've ever written. Like, it's her greatest body of work. She said she's really proud of the music in that movie and not the movie itself. At least someone's proud of something in that movie. Um, And, you know, if if you guys didn't know, this is just a fun little thing. He got his starring staring role, his first starring role in a softcore porno, Mm. The Party at Kitty and the Studs. That's probably what your mom actually thought Stop My Mom Will Shoot was. She was like, no, don't don't write that. I know about Stallone. (laughs) I have this goal of watching all of Stallone's films this year. 
And oh, wow. uh, I was like, oh, do I do that? Yeah, you do. do. You've got that? to. Of course you, have you to. do. What is like, if what I can is find it. 1970 <laughs> softcore porno, like, what does that look like? Do you, like, see Sloan's jaw? You, know. you, you no. see his stalactite. You do. <laughs> you see, do you really? see it? No, it's a stalactite. Yeah, you do. It's, it's kind of, it's swinging in there. Yeah, it's in the shower. <laughs> you see it. But, oh, it's a porno. We got a good softcore. I thought you didn't get to see dicks in softcore. No, no, no. It's, Not that it's I def- watch porn. It's definitely hanging out there. Mm-hmm. It's like, so you, there's sex on screen or no? I can't remember. Simulated. I just know that I've seen, because it's they have a little image in Honest Trailers yeah. mm-hmm. um, for, right. for something. And you they have to blur out his little kibbles and bits hanging there. So, wow. This know? is a different kind of action movie <laughs> on Action Movie Anatomy. <laughs> All right, so uh, we'll be transitioning into the episode about that film. But now, uh, that's that's enough about Stallone. Then we can move. I mean, I feel like now that we all know we can go see his Johnson, everyone's turned off the show yeah, and is looking done, at that right now. Done. It's probably on YouTube. Uh, so yep. let's talk about yes. Reddy Harlan, who started his uh, career in the film business in the beginning of the 1980s. Um, he directed commercials, and then uh, he started a production company with um, what is his name here? Marcus Sullen. Yeah, yeah, he was a producer. Yeah. Uh, and the first movie they worked on was Arctic Heat. And Ooh. then he went on to direct a lot of other great films that I had no idea. Because uh, when we started talking about this film, Ben was like, who directed that movie? It was like it was kind of like a legendary director, right? And I was like, nah, he's kind of a nobody. But you go back and you look at what this guy did. did. It was the original Nightmare on Elm Street, Die it's, Hard 2. It was Nightmare on, on Elm Street 4. Was it? Yeah. Oh. The first one was Wes Craven. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's right. It was the, mm-hmm. on 4 and Freddy vs. Jason. That's right, what it was. Right. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. which was a fantastic movie. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, Die Hard 2 and Deep Blue Sea. So if you kind of look at his... <laughs> Deep Blue Sea And alone. The Long Kiss Goodnight. That's why <laughs> it was coming to mind because uh, Morgan, is I that, think Tony Morrow always constantly tells us we should do The Long Kiss Goodnight because of Rennie Harlan. Is or that the Gina Davis yeah. one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Where she's got to get amnesia or whatever. Yeah. She like wakes up and she's like a strong cold killer. Isn't she like she's chopping carrots and then she's trying to remember? She's like, I'm so good at this. I must have been like a chef. And then she like throws the knife yeah. and it like goes yeah. in the wall. Because that's what you do when yeah. you're done chopping. Yeah. Throw your knife. So you can kind of tell by his body work that he's just kind of fun. He's just like one of those fun directors. Like that makes kind of throwaway action films because a lot of people don't like Die Hard 2 that much well he directed um, 12 rounds remember that movie yeah. the John Cena action movie from like 5 8 years ago yeah yeah 2009 yeah, yeah John Cena and it's got the villain is uh, the villain is uh, Littlefinger from Game of Thrones oh yeah. I like him yeah, Car- you know he's Car- the villain Wire. in um, what's is it uh, Shanghai Nights yes Shanghai yes Nights. and he's good he's good as the villain in that one I actually turned I that movie on like a month ago on Netflix <laughs> yeah, and, with us. and I immediately turned and it off and I turned it off <laughs> uh, you want to talk about producer here a little bit, buddy? Uh, yeah, let's do it. So, uh, Mario Kassar, Andrew Vanya, they did their first movie together at the age of 18. Um, they have done a ton of huge movies. Like They're like very legendary action producers. You see their names on screen with a lot of Stallone stuff. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the Rambo movies, except for the fourth one, um, Die Hard with a Vengeance, Judge Dredd, Total Recall, Tombstone, The 13th Warrior, uh, some of the later Terminator movies. So, Mario Kassar was definitely a big name as far as that type of stuff goes. Yeah, and they kind of took a step away from working together after they did Rise of the Machines and Terminator Salvation, I think, because... I mean, they're I like, we really need to, to say anything. I was like, all right, bro, we got to take a little break <laughs> from each other. Yeah. <laughs> and there was also Alan Marshall, who's a uh, British film TV producer, and uh, he's also done uh, Malone, Angel Heart, Pink Floyd's The Wall, Bugsy, things like that. So it's kind of people that were doing well at the time. Um, yeah. I guess, but they didn't really, their careers didn't like ever move in that upper echelon. Yeah, I mean, Alan Marshall is definitely like a, that's like a sort of a funny list of movies. Like, mm-hmm. like the, the Wall, Angel Heart, like that doesn't really feel like Cliffhanger very much. 
And I think, uh, to some degree, like, with Schwarzenegger, you always knew what you were getting. With Stallone, you kind of never really quite knew what the flavor of the movie was going to be. Because I think there was a part of the him was just like, you know what? I made Rocky, so I'm always going to swing for the fences as far right. as making the drama. Like, I was, you know, I'm sure he, like, imagined Cliffhanger. This could be a, a great, classic, dramatic film with mm-hmm. big, tight action scenes and, mm-hmm. and great acting and all this stuff. Um, whereas, I think, unfortunately, a lot of those movies, like Daylight and Cliffhanger, get remembered by people as kind of throwaway action movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think that his intention going into them was ever that. And that's... I mean, the trailer alone shows the intention wasn't that. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you guys think that... <laughs> Innovative trailer. <laughs> the freedom that he had with his career based off of the massive success that he had in the 80s is what derailed him in the 90s. Like, the fact that he did what he did, yeah. and then it was like, okay, so I'm going to do Oscar and Stop or My Mom Will Shoot or Rhinestone and, and, and Daylight and all these other films, do you think it was a fault or his downfall by being so successful in the 80s that he could just do whatever he wanted in the 90s? I would agree yes and no to that statement because, I mean... I think his own ambition was his was his downfall. Like you said, he wanted right. to be taken seriously. He wanted to be an artist. He wanted to be a writer and a, and a director and to be truly viewed as a, a a performer in all these all the sense of the word. And so I think it was just him kind of experimenting with what he had the ability to and ability for, and then like what people would accept. So right. I don't I don't, really, I don't think necessarily it was that he was so financially successful that he was like, fuck it, I'm going to do all this. He always had the intention of doing all those things, but now that he was financially successful, it it allowed him to. Right. You know, so. Yeah. I mean, you have that much money, that much success as a in every facet of the business. I mean, you do have a little bit of just like, I can finance this. Right. Yeah, I can yeah. put most of the money up to make this. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's similar to like what Cruz gets to do, right? Mm-hmm. You just get to, when you are the producer, you do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I think also some other things that come into play might be um, like favors for people as well, because <laughs> like true. things like Spy Kids 3D and right. uh, uh, Ants was completely on a favor. He did not take any money for that. Yeah. For that Which voice. he probably regrets. Or that sucks because that movie was pretty successful back in the day. It's a shame mm-hmm. that he couldn't have been in a bug's life. I know. I know. The better version <laughs> of the two. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, so talking about money, let's get into critical and box office here. This is um, this movie was dis- distributed by TriStar. Uh, rest in peace. Yeah. Uh, it would cost seventy million dollars to make it. Open May twenty eighth in nineteen ninety three. It grossed domestically eighty four million, foreign one hundred and seventy million for a total gross of two hundred and fifty five. This movie made a quarter of a billion dollars in ninety three. It's a lot of money. Yeah, this movie did really well. It was the tenth highest grossing movie of nineteen ninety three. Um, uh, I think we have a box yeah, office graphic. Pull up that graphic. Up. That's unbelievable to me. Yeah, I mean, I know. I, that's why I was saying it's like this movie. I, I feel like Cliffhanger gets remembered. I mean, we're going to talk about the IMDb score and, and the Rotten Tomatoes scores in just a second, but it feels like it's remembered by most people for about those scores. Like, that's yeah. kind of the level, right? Mm-hmm. Somewhere between 50 and 65%. It's right. like, mm-hmm. yeah. it's an entertaining C, essentially, for most people. Um, yet, it was the, like, it made slightly less money than Schindler's, Schindler's List. List. <laughs> like, one of the greatest films Whoa. of all time. You know, that's and there's a, a ooh, ton. Jurassic Park's on there. Yeah, yeah it's number one. Is it '93? A sweet year. Yeah. So yeah. I, I wish I'd have written down more of the movies that were in there. But there's like there uh, ten to like fifty. There are some of my favorite movies that have ever come out. Yeah. In there. So if you guys if you guys want to see the full list, go check it out at Box Office Mojo. But being tenth and '93 was a big deal. I mean, look at the Jurassic Park, Mrs. Doubtfire, The Fugitive, and 
Schindler's and, List. Are those, those are four legitimate classics. Every like, single movie in that list is a is a movie you've heard of. Yeah, yeah 100%. Yes. absolutely. Like, and it, it is a movie that is referred to as a classic, even if it's not good. Everyone knows The Firm and In the Line of Fire. Yeah, I mean, they're, all, Brief. they're yeah. all successful. But I'm saying four of those movies are actual classic. Like, yeah. like, like Jurassic Park, Mrs. Doubtfire, The Fugitive, and Schindler's List are probably on, like, the 200 most iconic yes. American films list. Yeah. Absolutely. Maybe even Sleepless in Seattle. Absolutely yeah. Sleepless oh, yeah. in Seattle. So you say that, and so half the list is some of the greatest movies of all time, and Cliffhanger made <laughs> as much money as them. Yeah, it's wild. It's wild. And worldwide, I wouldn't be surprised if it did, it did even better. That list was a little harder to find, but... Mm. Uh, yeah, I think that is pretty crazy, 255. And that's the part of that's the part of the whole equation where you're like, if you're going strictly on numbers... Which is really all that matters You'd be like, oh, 93, Stallone was on top. He was killing it, yeah, right? Exactly. As opposed to, like, if you think about, like, the two movies in 85 when he had the $700 million year. Like, just directly in his pocket for writing and producing and starring. Rocky IV is our favorite Rocky. Like, yep. we talk about it yes. constantly. We were, it's, I think it's most people's favorite Rocky. It's a robot and it's great. Yeah, right? Uh, <laughs> Happy birthday, Polly. pounds of pressure. <laughs> yeah. Anything he hits, he destroys. He destroys. <laughs> The Russians got oh, Eugene uh, Nielsen. God. So uh, yeah, so good. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just unbelievable when you if you just look at the numbers because in '85 he legitimately was on top of the world. He could do whatever he wanted, yeah. right? Like those are considered. I mean, Rambo: First Blood Part Two is considered a total classic, like within the action genre. Oh, absolutely, classic. the same way the Terminator Two is and Aliens is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so critically, this is where things start to go a little a awry. little south. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It's got a six point four on IMDb, which is fine. That's pretty bad but it's, it's also serviceable than I would expect actually honestly honest. if yeah. it was a flat 6 I'd be I'd, I'd agree with that um, and this goes against our little algorithm that we have it's got a 69% by all critics a 50 by top and a 51 by the audience so I find that remarkable huh. that all critics give this movie almost 70% yeah I'm, it's almost fresh yeah right, yeah, right? it's 20% <laughs> higher than the audience score that makes no sense to yeah. me yeah huh. it never happens yeah. I didn't pull reviews because of that yeah. <laughs> I just like I don't want to know what's going on in your head um but that being said, let's get into some more games. Okay, you want to do that? Yeah, yeah. let's fun do it. Stuff. That's enough about all that. Should crap. we get into favorite line? Shall, Shall we get into favorite line? <laughs> he's got all the best lines in the movie. Like I like Lithgow in this movie so much. I was telling Andrew that I feel like he should have been like Austrian. Yeah. He should have yeah, been like sure. Austrian or German and been like extremely sexually inappropriate. <laughs> like it should have been like I, I want what I wanted was like like a scene where you like meet him and he's like sitting there smoking like a long cigarette with like in like a in like an inappropriate speedo or something. And the woman walks in and he's got his like legs spread open and just like you know what I mean? I just wanted to be so inappropriate. Just because and I, Are you just describing what you do on Saturdays? <laughs> Cause he's such a cock. He's he is. such a cock in this movie that I, it would not surprise me at all if he's like I, I don't even know. I'm not going to keep going down. I, I, I completely um, understand what you're saying, though. If they would have just taken it over the top yeah. instead of him, like, because he plays himself seriously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If it was, like, ridiculous, like the bad guy in, uh, what was that movie we just did with Schwarzenegger? Um, the guy, the Freddie Mercury, fat Freddie Mercury. Oh, right. Bennett from Commando. Bennett oh, from yeah, Commando. If you yeah. would have done it like that yeah, with right. that outfit, oh, my God. Unbelievable. Gold. Um, my favorite line is, you want to kill me, don't you, Tucker? <laughs> Get it live. Get <laughs> That was really good That's impression good. as well. Yeah. Uh, I personally, I've said it before. I like seasons over, asshole. Yeah. That's my favorite. <laughs> uh, mine is, you know what true love is? Sacrifice. Sacrifice. <laughs> 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 See, that's where you should have like grossly kissed her before yeah, he killed her. Exactly, yeah, like her neck and then shot her. Ah. 
And then I love when he gets in, he's like, okay, we're partners again. And then he like takes yeah. off his scarf and yeah. sits down and waits. He's like, you asshole, I want to be you. It's perfect. My favorite line would be, wait till you see me bake a cake. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because she's great. That's another line I moment I liked in the movie with women was that he's basically like, you'd make someone a great wife. And then she's sarcastically like, wait right. till you see me bake cake. Like, who fucking cares if I make a good wife? I'm, you know, I'm strapping this bomb down. Okay. Right. She's so, a badass. She is. If not yes. for him, she would have been the most badass person in the whole movie. Rex oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, if no, the the woman, Crystal. Yeah. Uh, yes. If, if the not for Stallone. Hook. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yes. the princess. Diary. No, Rexland. Yes. Rexland yes. is the guy. Rexland's the shit weasel. He's the yes, shit weasel. He's the shit weasel. Yeah, the guy, the bald head guy. He's the double crosser guy. Yeah, he's part of the government, and then he was in on the plan. Yeah, right. Yeah. He's, he's uh, what the hell's his name? Uh, the I know from agent. Uh, um, oh, he's from Rush Hour. Exactly. He's in Rush Hour. He's in, yeah. he's in something else too. I know exactly what you're talking Not about. Tucker, who's uh, what the hell's his, his agent? Something. What's his? I yeah, they say it at the end. I can't remember. Yeah. Anyway. Um. So instead of what we normally do with uh with like ranking our villain. Yeah, these lovely ladies had a great idea for a game to play, and I and actually I'm, I'm yes. totally on board. Um, mm-hmm. Do you want to describe it? Or would you like me sure. to? Sure. Okay. Um, so I wanted to say, what movie should John Lithgow be the villain for out of the movies that you've done here on this show? I want yeah. you to give me three movies okay. that you've done mm-hmm. on this mm-hmm. show that you think he could substitute in as the villain and do just as good of a job or even better a job. I okay. love this. Uh, guys, if you like this game, please play along at AMA Podcast. Let us know which movies in our catalog that you would rather have Lithgow be the villain. Mm-hmm. I think you should start, Miss Movies. Okay, I'm going to start. Okay, the third one I would pick, and I know you guys are not going to like this, uh, is Mission Impossible 3. What? Oh, Sorry, guys. I don't know. This is absurd. Cut! Done with you. Done with you. No, no. I think he could do just as good of a job. Wow. I mean, I don't doubt that his acting ability is there, but Davian, that's like it's literally top five. Those are the words. Those come are on, literally the on. words. I love this. I love right this. Right out of my mouth. Okay, the second one. Outrageous. And we've said it before. I would go with Die Hard. Over Groover? Yes. Babin, gotta calm down, man. Gotta I'm not chill. 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 Listen, chill. I'm not bro. saying over anyone. I'm saying also next to okay. understudy. Okay. They okay. Could Easily swap in, and this it would still tough. be as good of a movie. Okay. If you and say my, General Hummel next, I'm going to throw a chair. I'm not. Yeah. yeah, it's two of my top five. You just okay. poor comments. And then the f- <laughs> number one that I would say, yeah, we could do it, is Drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, yeah. I'll give you I that. like that. That's Albert good. Brooks replacement. Yeah. That yeah. Would right. Be All right. High five. High five. Yeah. 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 All right. I'll give yeah. you that. Brooks is really good, but I mean, I think he could be a really good substitute. All right, Stacey. I feel like you're going to do better. Okay. Cool. So my. My third one is a movie that I just talked about. I just saw it in this, at Hollywood Forever Cemetery. It's Shanghai Speed. Nights. <laughs> I have Speed. pain on my list, too. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. I, I had it on mine originally, and I didn't do it. Yeah. Now, I love Dennis Hopper. I do. But he is a little, like, with the maniacal laughter and everything, over the top in Speed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, so like, good. exits and, and the bomb explodes. <laughs> so I would love to see Lithgow just chew that scenery and tackle that role. Because I right. feel like he would have brought a little more seriousness to the role. You know? Yeah. Okay, so then after that, okay, this one's an interesting choice. And it's not because I think he'd do a better job. I just want to see what he would do. Mad Max Fury Road, Immortan Joe. Because we haven't oh, seen yeah. him do this, like, physical role, yes. really. If he could gain right. about 200 pounds, yeah. Yeah. I'd totally be on board with that. <laughs> and some hair. I have a baby brother. He was perfect in every way. <laughs> he'd be great. And then my number one was also Drive. Because Albert yes. Brooks brought this just I can't it, he was he had such a stillness to him and yeah. he was so creepy and he yeah. shaved his eyebrows and did all this 
I mean, it was super, like, super weird. And I wanted to see, I want to see Lithgow back in that dramatic, super villainous creepy, role. Weird. Super yeah. creepy. Right. He I was think he'd so be great. good as the He's Trinity Killer. so it was, good. Yeah. Yep, yep. Okay. What that's do you got, it. buddy? Uh, so my number three was Howard Payne. Uh, mm-hmm. I think in Speed, I think that's a great comp. I'm a big fan of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, my second one is The Fugitive. It's the dude who's, I can't think what his name is. The, the one-armed guy? guy? It's the, no, it's the dude who double-crossed him. It's oh, his it's friend. Richard. Richard, yeah. Or no, his name is Richard. Yeah, his name is Richard. But yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's the guy who double-crossed him, the guy who gives him money in the, the street, doctor. who's giving the uh-huh. talk at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think Lithgow would have crushed that role. He would be very good in that. It's just dead on. It's the right year. It's like the, it's the right mm-hmm. time period. He probably even read for the role, honestly. Mm-hmm. He was probably up for that role. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then my third one, which is my favorite, is uh, he would replace Raymond Kalitri from Gone in 60 Seconds. <laughs> because I think that Raymond Kalitri's kind of a dumbass villain in that movie. Mm-hmm. He's got some lines that I very much enjoy. But I just think that like Lithgow would have just crushed that role. Yeah. I think Lithgow would have been so evil... And if he plays the same level of evil that he does here, I think he would just be great. <laughs> the same uh, level of evil. I, I consider Tavington from The Patriot, but I just like Tavington so much. So I'm going to hop in there and take Tavington or General Cornwallis from The Patriot as right. the third one. Damn him. Damn that man. <laughs> just, just have him do that. Yeah, it would be brilliant. The voices are very similar. Uh, next, I'm going to go Minority Report. I'm going to have the... Right. For for well time, guys. Yeah, it was yeah. good. Uh, Max von Sydow yeah. for him. Absolutely. That's, that's good. Great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the last one, because I think about that scene with the wife and him in the office when yeah. she knows it, like that would just be terrifying, yeah. Lithgow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the last one is, <laughs> do you want to do it? It's what? Crimson Tide. Oh, your lines. Oh, I love it. No, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember what the lines are. The Hackman lines? Yeah, with gentlemen. Yeah, we're. Uh, I can't remember. Uh, it's, there's, there's just so many good ones. We're blowing it right now. But you're at the top yeah. of my list. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Yeah. It was a it was a short list. Yeah, it was a short <laughs> list. Yeah, it'd be great. It'd be, it'd be good. I think Him and Denzel be... on screen too. Yeah, it would be excellent. I think they would play well together. I mean, anybody in the movie with Denzel, directed by Tony Scott, is gonna yeah, it's win. Gonna yeah, win. It's just yeah. a thing. It's a thing. So, um, excellent, excellent. Well, that was fun. Um, did everybody do their three? We Everyone did. did. Yeah. Hey Ben. Yes. Uh, I've got some if you don't mind. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I think if we get him in there in Under Siege. Yeah. Uh, as Tommy Lee Jones's part. TLJ oh. and Strong. Okay. Yep. That's great. Absolutely. Get him in the Matrix. As, As Agent, Agent Smith? Smith? Yeah, I thought, of, I thought the, of that one, too. That was why the hell not? Hmm. Okay. 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 And finally... Because that was 20 years ago. The mm-hmm. Edge as the Bear. <laughs> yes! Or, or, or as uh, Baldwin. Why not? Or as Charles. Yeah. Either one. He'd be great he'd be as Baldwin. so good as Baldwin. Oh, he's, he's not like... He's not like young, sissy, handsome we enough can't to be Baldwin. kill the bear, Charles. Yeah. <laughs> I like how he doesn't have a British accent ever. No. We're just going to keep it, though. He's just so good movie. at it. Just in this so movie. Yeah. Then the edge would turn into the odd couple with a bear in the forest. <laughs> just yeah. him and Anthony Hawkins. I'm lost. I'm tired. <laughs> uh... Let's get into uh, recast, guys. We have, okay. a, we have a brief recast for recasting the lead three roles in this movie. If it were made today, well, um, yeah. I yeah, the lead three roles were uh, Rex Lynn, who is Agent Travers. Is that his name? Travers, no. yes. Is Travers? It Travers. Yeah, that's from a Stop different movie. Transmitting you, stupid bastard. <laughs> yeah. Bastard. Yeah. Um, yeah, Travers is great. He loses it. I love that. Um, uh, John Lithgow's role, of course, and then Sylvester Stallone's role. So mm-hmm. I'll jump in with one of my favorite recasts that I use consistently. But I just every movie I think you of say Danny McBride. Yeah. Really? Danny McBride as Rex Lynn. As the age, because he was such a buffoon. He was such a buffoon, and McBride's so good at being the buffoon. I'm sorry you guys made me kill you and betray you on the plane. Yeah. (laughs) That's that's what he would say. (laughs) I like that. That's not bad. Always good. It's not as good as mine, Mm -hmm. but. Mm 
Oh. What do you got? Oh wait, you just gave one. Yeah, we're gonna do. We we're gonna do all. Gonna, oh, yeah. oh, okay. The top. Work okay. our way up. So we're starting with uh, Rex Lynn's mm-hmm. character. Um, I'm I'm gender swapping this, so mm-hmm. I'm going Jada Pinkett Smith. Oh, oh interesting Jada choice. Yes. Smith. Yes, I just saw her in Bad Moms, choice. and I was like. Huh, the I can double see cross. This. How was I Bad Moms? Can still do it, huh? I loved Bad Moms, but I'm a mom, guys. So I mean, they had, I, an, they, had a, they had a pretty strong built-in audience on that yeah. one. Yeah, there's a lot that reflects my life. I'll yeah. just say that. <laughs> <laughs> More I'm of the bad part. I'm so pleased with my. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. It's, yours. it's Fat Kilmer. <laughs> How could it not yes. be Fat Kilmer? Yes. It's really good. So good. Yeah. That's, That's all I gotta say. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, mine, I did a gender swap as well, and I went with Eva Green, mm. or Ava Green, how do you pronounce it? Because Ava Green, yeah. she has, I mean, you know, I just, I'm watching her in, like, Penny Dreadful right, right. now, look at, like, um, 300 Rise of an Empire, um, uh, even, like, Sin City, Dame to Kill Fort. Casino She's always ex- incredibly intense. You, yeah. you could totally see her as a double crosser. Like, imagine her eyes in every scene on the mountain with her, like, black hair. Like, she'd be so... I mean, Casino, she pulls the double cross early on. Yeah, yeah. she'd, she'd yeah. be like uh, Vikander in The Newborn if she yeah. betrayed them. Right. Mm-hmm. That would be yeah. sweet. We need a Vikander yeah. count on this we show. Yeah, yeah. I really <laughs> do. Yeah. I'll talk about her every episode, and Ben will talk about Tom. Okay. And uh, then we gotta or, get or, Diane or Lane Diane there. Lane. Yeah, Diane, <laughs> Diane Lane. Lane. Oh, God uh, Award season coming up again. But, <laughs> but without a movie, I'm still so bummed. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll see her again at the, at the carpet. It's I can't believe you didn't get to talk to her that other day. It was so close. Yeah. I was so close. All right, John Lithgow's character. Um, I go Paul Giamatti on this. Huh. I like that a lot. I thought yeah. Giamatti was a strong. I watched choice. Sideways the other day again, and it was he's so Sideways good. is so good. Yeah, that movie's remarkable. I like that a lot. Yeah. Uh, again, I'm gender swapping, so I'm going Angelina Jolie. Oh, okay. Ms. Quaylen, right? Don't you want to see her just be a bad bitch yeah. at something? Like, yeah. just straight up evil? I do. Like, I not just, like, a badass, but, like, evil. And, and I, I want, want the accent. Yeah. I yeah. want to bring the accent, girl. Interrupted again. I want yeah. her, she's a good villain yeah. in Girl Interrupted. She's intense as fuck. Yeah. Uh, mine's, again, I think I just crushed this, I'll be honest. Christoph Waltz. Oh, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. What is it? Is yeah, it? No, Stop that's... transmitting, yeah. you stupid bastard. <laughs> 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 you stupid bastard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds the same. Um, mine is going to be, I mean... Think of one of the sexiest, badass British women working today, Helen Mirren. Oh, yeah. Helen Ooh. Mirren. She might be, I think Love she, it. but it would be hard for her to sell the physical stuff running around a mountain at this point, right? Yeah, she did Red. She's going to do Fast and Furious 8. That's true. She's, yeah. still, she's still killing she's it. Still she's kicking. still kicking it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. And I like mm-hmm. the gender swap again. Yeah, yeah. We mm-hmm. are sexist. No, we're not. Yeah. We're not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's go, let's work backwards. Who's, okay. who's your Stallone? Oh, my Stallone? All right. I thought about who I was gender some swapped of the, again. I gender swapped <laughs> again. Think about the, some of the most wonderful, beautiful, smart women working in movies and film, television, whatever today. And who stands out as someone who can do dramatic series roles, is incredibly charismatic, and just prove that she can do physical stuff. Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt. I was just yes. going to say Emily Blunt. Yes, yeah, yeah. yes. Oh. We use her in like every single recap. Yeah. So. She's Come incredible. Find me when you wake up. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Explode. But yeah, I mean, she has proved herself to be, like she outshone, outshined, what's the word? Tom Cruise in Edge of Tomorrow. She really almost did. She really almost mm-hmm. did. Yeah. So <laughs> she she could be that leading actor action lady. She could yeah. do it. She should yes. do it. Sicario. Sicario? Fuck yeah, Sicario. I, com- I <laughs> yeah. completely agree with you. Yes, we, we, yes. Love we love Emily Blunt. We love Emily Blunt. To death. Yeah. I am, have a huge girl crush on yeah. her. Who are, that, the, 
Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. No, no. Oh, please. sorry. Well, that, and I also love Jeannie Turner. I just want to show everyone of my notes. I have her name written with hearts. There's a lot of hearts, guys. <laughs> just right <laughs> here, because she's she's pretty incredible. Andrew, you chooses stars. When I, you're I do. I, <laughs> <laughs> I like to draw a star and then write my name. Um, uh, okay. Uh, for Sylvester Stallone. Oh, I was gonna say there's not many women we love more on the show other than Alicia Vikander, Emily Blunt, and Charlize Theron. Mm-hmm. There's and like Diane and Diane Lane. Yeah, yeah <laughs> those are the, those are the ones. Um, Renee Russo. I went Jason Momoa. Oh, oh I went Aquaman right. himself because okay. he's big, he's buff, he's he's the type of guy you would want to see mountain climbing without a shirt on. And yeah. I didn't use the Rock. I don't think that I mountain climbers the rock. look that way though. Hey, Stallone. They don't look, look like Stallone. Stallone. Exactly. No, exactly. <laughs> they're kind of no. they're, yeah. they're wiry. Yeah, they have <laughs> you, to, you have to carry your own body weight around up a mountain. Yeah, right. You yes. do not want to weigh 260 pounds of pure muscle. Right. Now, but if you were, but if you were, you'd look Momoa like Stallone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Once again, I gender swapped this. Um, went with someone that I've liked for a long time, um, recently from Ant Man, and that oh, is Evangeline I do love Lily. Evangeline Lilly. I love Evangeline Lilly. Lord of the Rings. Used her a number of times. Yeah. Used her a number of times. Big fan. I love that you guys didn't just go straight for like the Rouseys of the world mm-hmm. out there, and like the right. Gian, yeah. or, uh, what's her name, uh, Gina Carlo. Gina Carano. 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 Yeah, because they like can't the, act. I gotta exactly, go with the actors. That's they exactly can't. why I, I said that. I'm mm-hmm. sorry that I made that statement. Hey, but look. It's true. It's honesty. That's what we do on this show. This show's about honesty. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of a Jack dude who can act, I'm going to go Vin Diesel. Oh. I thought about Vin, but I was like, his belly would rub against the rock too much oh. if he was climbing. He'd have his weird, like, sun nipple tattoo or whatever. He could get, he could, like, Vin, Vin, if he needs to, I feel like he can get shredded. I think he still can. Well, anybody in Hollywood can get shredded right. if you're rich enough. You yeah, just you just a trainer. Yeah, yeah, and an HGH. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So, there you go. Uh, I like that. Paul Giamatti and Danny McBride. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Why not? Uh, so, guys, we're going to do it today. We're going to do Cage versus Cruz versus, versus Stallone. Yes! Oh, so excited. And wow. the, the inspiration for this is that uh, on your guys' show, the Six Degrees of Film podcast, you guys have... Uh, what is it? It's like what if Stallone? It's better with Rocky. Yeah, better it's with Rocky is the mm-hmm. actual segment title. That's so we right. thought we would take our ideas for Cage. And our dudes for Cruz, or I mean, I just mix those two up. Stallone. And Stallone. Uh, so we've got some lines here that anyone can say, anyone can try them out. Um, I'm going to jump in with, you know what real love is? Sacrifice. Oh, that's, oh, they gave me chills. You know what real love is? Oh my gosh. Sacrifice. Whoa. Uh, let's see if I can do a slide. You know what real love is? <laughs> Sacrifice. Sacrifice. <laughs> that was close. I can't. Stacy's much better. That was good. I, I'm okay with it. And this, just so you guys know, this stemmed from us doing Rocky as one of our feature films, and then me trying to do a terrible impression. The entire, the entire podcast. Right. And I'm so bad at it. But, but I continue to try. So here, here's mine. Yo, you know what real love is? Sacrifice. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's what it is. <laughs> wait, oh, wait. What about Finny, though? Finny. Or oh. Albert Finney. <laughs> Can a few people in their own borough? Can a million in their own conqueror? Can you have a bowl of crab cakes? They're delicious. Um, uh, <laughs> you should see me make a cake. That's a different like, accent altogether. I don't even know what I was doing. That was like a 30s gangster accent right there. Uh, you know what real love is? It's sacrifice. It's, it's great. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay, uh, if you guys are still listening, which <laughs> I don't blame you if you're not, uh, I think that can wrap up Cruise yeah. versus Cage. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs>
Uh, stop transmitting the show, you stupid bastards. Damn him, damn him. Uh, guys, that's going to wrap up that. We have three action movie categories to choose from. We always like to put the movies into a category. Those three categories are totally legitimate, which is kind of like The Fugitive or Terminator 2. Mm-hmm. Totally ridiculous, which is going to be like Con Air or Face Off, kind of falls off a cliff of totally absurdity, no pun intended. And lastly, we have Legitimately Ridiculous or Ridiculously Legitimate, which is the middle category. It's kind of like a hybrid. Uh, it's compelling. It's awesome, but it's a little silly. It's speed, it's point break, it's the Air Rock. Force One, The yeah. Rock, Predator, mm-hmm. movies like that. It's actually kind of, it usually ends up being the best category to be in for this show. Yeah, yeah but this movie to me is totally ridiculous. I completely agree. Yeah. I'm going to hop on and just what? say. Disagree. Really? No. Disagree. Yes. I love it. I love it. <laughs> you know, if they didn't take out that scene where he jumped the 40 feet to the other <laughs> cliff, then I might be on board. That's but fair. I'm going ridiculously legitimate. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I think Why that's. Not? I think that's really fair. I think that's the. I mean, obviously, it's not totally legitimate. Yeah, right. not at all. No, 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 no. Uh, <sighs> I mean, who can make a snowman in like two seconds? Is this ridiculously <laughs> legitimate? Is it self-aware of its jokes? Like, how many dumb jokes does it make? How many times did you actually laugh unintentionally that they didn't? You know. Uh, this movie feels totally ridiculous to me. I don't know. That's just yeah. how I felt. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. First, for me, the legitimate part of it comes with the fact that. They took the action very seriously. They invested so much time, so much money, and they were genuinely concerned about how people looked at this film and how audiences reacted to it. Hmm. And they acted legitimately in it. They they truly put forth the effort of the dramatic part. But the ridiculousness of it came in like... The little stunts and the one-liners and the '90s cheese that's Stick like around. little cheese on top, yeah. you know, yeah. which I like because I'm all about '90s. I mean, cheese. I'm a kid 90s. of the '90s, you know. I'm all about it. So I just, as as much as I love that, and as much as Lithgow is my favorite part of the movie, he's an absurd and ridiculous yes. villain. Yes. Yeah, he's laughable the whole time. Yeah, you know what? You made a great argument, but I'm still going to go totally ridiculous. <sighs> yeah, okay. two and two. Okay. You guys, you guys got to break the tie. Boys, gender swap. Right? Uh, yes, all women. Yes. So, guys, we have one last thing on the show, and it's called <laughs> The Pitch. Yes. Oh, I got it. I got it. That was as good as it's ever going to get. Yeah, that was three f- people? Four. Did you do it? Oh, you didn't. I did no, the pitch did. part. I heard the pitch. Oh, you yeah. did the pitch part? Yeah, it was four. Yeah, I was like, mm, pitch. Pitch. And a panther. You can't beat that. Uh, so, guys, uh, we have kind of an odd one for next week. Yeah. Um, on the one end, you could pitch the movie you're pitching, and pitch it as much as you're able to. Uh, so I haven't <laughs> seen this movie, and I think that's probably the most exciting thing about it. It's the mechanic, guys. I've heard such great things about this movie. It's been brought up for years. It's got two of my favorite people in it, Jason Statham and Ben Foster. Yeah. It's supposed to be an incredibly compelling action movie. Ben Foster's got new stuff coming out right now. I, I think it'd be ben really Foster. cool. It'd be trendy. It'd be fun. And it's also, like I said, it's a movie that not a lot of people talk about or have seen. Um so let's go through it together. And they're advertising a sequel for it, Mechanic Resurrection, right. I think, or, or, or something. Recranic Revolution? Restarting. Resurgence. Resurgence. It comes out in a couple weeks, I think. So there's a new mechanic. So like people will be seeing it. So that's it. On my end, I have one of my favorite movies, which is Lone Survivor. And that's an awesome and incredible war movie. Uh, it's a true story. It's got also Ben Foster, Mark Wahlberg, Taylor mm-hmm. Kitsch, and Emil Hirsch in the main roles with Eric Bana as a supporting role. One of, honestly, my favorites. If you guys are fans of the show Friday Night Lights, it's directed by Peter Berg. It's got explosions in the sky doing the music, just like they do in the show FNL. Um, it's a takes itself pretty seriously. Yeah, it's a, it's a straight-up 
war movie. Yeah, but it's, it's got a lot of action, and it's awesome action, mm-hmm. uh, and it's great performances. I just I love the movie to death. So um, I'll be happy doing either one of them because I haven't seen the mechanic either, and that's supposed to be entertaining, and yeah, know, that's what the show is. So uh, we'll put that Twitter poll up. You guys can follow along with the conversation. Let us know what you want to see. That's at AMA Podcast on Twitter. If you want to find me personally, I'm at Ben Bateman Media on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Miss Movies on Twitter, not on Instagram. All right. <laughs> uh, I'm Andrew Guy. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram now that I've started an Instagram after fighting it for two years. Ha ha, you stupid bastard. I'm back. <laughs> Damn it. Damn him. Uh, and you can also find me here every week at 1230 on AMA. And you can find me on Twitter at SOHoward2012, as well as Instagram at Stacey O. Howard. So, there you go. And ladies, where can the folks find your podcast? Talk about it for a second. Oh my goodness. Our podcast is on YouTube, under my channel, which is Hit or Miss Movies. So you can find it there. You can also find it on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher, if you just search uh, Six Degrees of Feature Film. Uh, give us a really, really quick breakdown on what that is. I know we've, we've actually talked about your guys' show numerous times on this mm-hmm. show because we mm-hmm. were on it, but in case yeah. you guys have never seen it or you haven't seen us talk about it, let's get what's, what's, the 30, what's the pitch meeting? It's basically we take one film and we show how six other films link up to it in some strange way, shape, or form. The other day we had movies with marching band scenes in it. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. there you yeah. go. But we never just talk about those six or seven films. We always go off, I'll go off on a tangent about The Mummy for 30 minutes and Brandon Fraser's hair flop yes. because I love it so much. And so we I'll talk about like 20, feet. 30 films. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, you do that? I don't listen to our own show. Um, but yeah, we, we just ramble on and on and talk about this This guy was in this and he would be great in this and have you seen this? And so you go on and on and on about movies and the, the list is endless. And, and we have great guests. Yes. Yeah, like yes. us. Yes. yes. So if you like our show you will love their show yeah absolutely there's actually like a lot of the same guests that i think have come on both of our shows mm-hmm. roca was recently on our show yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. their show yeah um so yeah anyway guys thank you so much for watching and we will catch up with you next week hang on <laughs> bye from producers maria menounos kevin undergaro phil svitek and the entire popcorn talk network we would like to thank you for tuning in for questions or comments be sure to visit popcorntalk.com I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only, and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals. 